living, learning, and loving are all experiences that affect each one of us at one time or another. The three L's hosted by myself, Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor, is here to help you navigate life in a down-to-earth and realistic way, one podcast episode at a time. Be well and live, learn, and love to the fullest. Hey guys, welcome back to the three L's. Always, always happy that you are listening in. And today I have a topic. It's always been of particular interest to me and it's all about dream analysis. So in a lot of ways, I'm of the belief that sometimes a dream is just a dream. It's just something that our subconscious mind conjures up when we get to that beautiful REM sleep cycle. However, it's too important to neglect talking about the fact that there have been so many instances of common dreams that people have, whether it's flying, whether it's teeth falling out, which is indicative of anxiety. It's too uncanny that there have been dreams that have been studied that have been shown to happen in people across different ages, areas of the country. And so I want to deep dive a little bit into dream analysis, where it comes from, and how you can attempt to interpret dreams that you're having. So of course, our good old buddy Sigmund Freud had a lot to do with dream analysis. And I'm finding a lot of this information on verywellmind.com. Very informative website and really highlights who I've always been a fan of Freud, even though some of his kind of proponents and of his theories are a little bit out there. He definitely was the father of talk therapy, which is my widely most used modality in meeting with my clients. But Freud also was very fascinated by dream analysis, and he ultimately believed that the unconscious mind played a critical role in a person's being. He really often considered dreams to be one of the key ways to take a peek into what lies outside of our conscious awareness. So Freud was known for kind of defining dreams as, quote, the royal road to the unconscious, end quote. And as I've stated, he believed that by examining dreams, it could really allow for a person to see not only how the unconscious mind works, but also what it's trying to hide from conscious awareness. And if you've ever had one of those dreams, um, I know for a while, and this is just a personal tidbit, I would have dreams when I was going through a lot of transition of being in a house and going from room to room. Sometimes I couldn't find the door out of the room. So I got really interested. I decided to look it up and Apparently, from all of the research I've done, dreaming of yourself in a house is representative of you. The house is you, and each room that you go in is representative of 
some transition that you're going through in your life. And like I've said, it was very interesting because at the time I was definitely in flux. I was in transition. Um, I can't remember exactly what was going on, something maybe with new business endeavors or something of that nature, but it was pretty spot on when I decided to do some dream interpretation. So getting back to Freud and his beliefs surrounding dreams, um, he ultimately really felt that the content of dreams could be broken down into two different types. So the manifest content and the latent content. So manifest content includes all of the actual content of the dream, the events, the images, the thoughts contained within the dream. So for me, the events would be going from room to room, seeing the different decoration in each room, the images, Whereas the latent content is all about, oh, this is my favorite, the hidden and symbolic meanings within the dream. Freud believed that dreams were essentially a form of wish fulfillment. And so by taking unconscious thoughts, feelings, and desires and transforming them into less threatening forms, people are able to reduce the ego's anxiety. So let's take it back to that dream that I shared that I had had about being in the house, which the house was representative of me and going from room to room in the home um, and it ultimately translating to being either kind of disconnected or uncertain or anxious about the next step that I was about to take. And so as Freud is suggesting that was really a great depiction of kind of my unconscious thoughts and feelings. Surely on a waking basis, I felt anxious. Um, but it's just interesting how our anxieties, which everyone feels anxious, um, how sadness can really manifest itself in a dream. So Freud often also utilized the analysis of dreams as a starting point in his free association technique. So he really taught analysts that worked with him to focus on a particular dream symbol and then use free association to see what other thoughts and images would immediately come to a client's mind. So that's, you know, free association as we know it is when maybe one word is supplied, you would say apple, um, and then whatever the first word that popped up in your head, you would be asked to share that. So if I said apple, you would you could say orange. I mean, that's me free associating with myself right now. Um, <laughs> but all kinds of other things can come up and then he would take that and use it to further interpret and analyze where somebody's thought processes were. So definitely it's, you know, slightly unorthodox. I mean, I, I tend to believe that in this day and age, most therapists aren't necessarily going as in-depth as Freud did to analyze dreams, but certainly I believe that content from dreams can give some insight into what's going on in waking life. I mean, this is such an interest to me. I've definitely, you know, bought books on it and read it avidly because it's just fascinating. So 
you may be wondering, how can I analyze my dreams? So I want to share some great information that comes from Psych Central, and they kind of give a very nice stepwise kind of uh, tip list and progression on how to analyze your dreams. But I want to share that they really equate dreaming to be fairly non-essential when it comes to survival as a body, but it is essential with regard to the development and evolution as metaphysical beings. So kind of like Freud was saying, you know, it, it gives a good insight into that unconscious, subconscious awareness. And a lot of times people will believe that the communication between conscious mind and unconscious mind can help a person to create wholeness because you're merging the two together. And um, psychologist Sumber, who studied global dream mythology at Harvard, and he is also a Jungian dream interpreter at the Young Institute in Zurich. He kind of describes dreams as the bridge that allows movement back and forth between what we think we know and what we really know. So they really kind of, um, dreams really, in a way, let us play out some painful maybe puzzling emotions or experiences in a safe place. So even in the dream, if you are under some kind of threat, it's a nightmare in your reality, your waking life um, in that moment, you are probably not under any major threat. Um, so the dream kind of allows maybe whatever's going on on that unconscious level to surface Ultimately, dreams allow us to process information or events that may be extremely painful or confusing, but they allow us to do so, to, to obtain that processing experience in an environment that is at least emotionally real, but physically unreal. So how do we analyze dreams? The first step is record your dreams. And this is a very interesting exercise. So a lot of the things I talk about, I've either done or helped somebody do. And it's really fascinating. So a lot of times when you wake up, you know, if you don't record the dream right then, it escapes you and you forget it. It can be a very fleeting experience. So if you're in the market to analyze what your dreams are trying to tell you, take that first step and record what happened. This can be done by taking notes, even just a few sentences that really depict what happened in the dream. And it can draw that content of the unconscious out into the realm of the concrete. So if you struggle with when you first wake up, um, kind of feeling foggy and not remembering fully what you dreamt about, try keeping that journal right by your bed and either writing no dream to record um, or, you know, just a couple snippets. And Sumber proposes, Sumber, the, the dream uh, researcher, he proposes that within two weeks of kind of creating this process of either recording that there was no dream or making a couple notes about what dream you had, 
the person will begin to remember their dreams. So he says, in fact, that you might actually open the floodgates. Pretty fascinating. So the next step would be to identify how you were feeling in the dream. Were you angry? Were you sad? Were you scared? Do you still have those feelings the morning after? So Carl Jung referred to dreams as, quote, feeling toned complex of ideas, end quote. So in other words, and this is how Sumber defines it, we're always being called by our unconscious self to feel into our ideas, thoughts, and actions so as to gain a deeper sense of who we are and where we're going in our lives. So identify those feelings that you're having in the dream. You can also identify recurring thoughts in your dreams and daily life. So a lot of this dream interpretation is really seeking that self-awareness. Where are you at both in your waking life as well as in your dream state? So maybe some of the recurring thoughts are feeling lost, feeling scared, feeling like somebody's going to harm you. And the next step would be to think, am I feeling this in my everyday life? If so, what situations have I had that are causing these thoughts to happen? So also consider looking at all the elements of the dream that you're having. So this is another, all of this is interesting to me, but this one's very interesting. You know, as we know, if you've ever had a dream, you know that you can show up in your dream in various ways. So you can find that your personality is in many elements of the dream. Um, Even if there are differences between who you are in your waking state to who you are in your dream state. So if you are the villain in the dream, if you are the hero kind of question yourself, question those elements of the dream. What's it like to be passive? What's it like to save the day? And um, so another piece of this is putting putting um, out the thought that you're the expert. So there's no other experts than yourself when it comes to your own psyche. And I am a huge proponent of believing that every person who I even meet with in my practice, that they are their own best expert. Nobody else lives within your body or has the thoughts that you have. And so really, if you are able to unlock the key to self-awareness and kind of questioning yourself on where thoughts are coming from, you have just achieved expert status on how you feel. So when it comes to dream interpretation, whereas it could be really fun to look up dreams in a a dream dictionary and study kind of those collective meanings for universal symbols, at the end of the day, knowing how you felt in your dream, the experiences that you had, that is really key to dream interpretation. And um, I realize that may be slightly contradictory to what I've shared about having my own dream dictionaries, but I enjoy doing that because it's just fascinating to me. So really, Sumber encourages folks to, you know, maybe not take a dream dictionary as complete authority on what it comes to your dream experience, although I tend to believe that those dream dictionaries can give some insight. 
Um, so take it with a grain of salt, but it can be an interesting way to see maybe those universal symbols that tons of people have experienced. Um, so probably one of the final pieces to dream interpretation is knowing that you can learn a lot from even your most mundane dreams. So you could be thinking that your dreams just aren't interesting. They have no um, flashy or profound enough experience for you to explore. But even dreaming about, you know, what you eat for breakfast can yield thoughtful results from what Sumber describes. And he lists the following questions that you can ask. So let's say that you're having the common, a, a just mundane everyday experience of dreaming about eating oatmeal for breakfast. He encourages you to go so far as to ask, am I alone with my oatmeal? Am I inside or outside? What is the atmosphere outside as I'm eating? Are the oats organic? Are they overcooked? Are there any memories that I can tie to eating oatmeal? When was the first time I remember eating oatmeal? How did my mom or my caregiver make oatmeal and do I make it the same way as an adult? So essentially, there can be something always important to learn from your dream state. And that kind of also goes back to what Freud really sought to explore was both that manifest and the latent content content of your dream. So the manifest of what you remember upon waking. So if you're remembering what you ate for breakfast, just kind of describing it in detail. And then that latent content, you know, where he believed that there were hidden and symbolic meanings within the dream. So if we even analyze it further and take it back to the oatmeal eating situation, if you have a strained relationship with your mom or your caregiver or your care, you've lost a caregiver, but they always prepared you a certain breakfast meal, made you that oatmeal every day, perhaps it could be proposed that maybe there is a tie between the two, between the conscious and the unconscious state and kind of creating that sense of wholeness, engaging in exploration of where those dreams could be coming from. So I hope that this was a fun, interesting podcast episode today. If you want more information about dream interpretation, dream analysis, I definitely encourage you to research where that where the researcher Sumber works, and that is at the Jungian Institute in Zurich, where he has a whole um, level of Jungian dream interpretation. I would encourage you to do a quick Google search of Freudian dream analysis and see see what you think about it. Um, But ultimately, dreams are an interesting part of our existence. I mean, why would they happen if there wasn't some kind of reason? So while a dream at times can sometimes just be a dream, I do also believe, as I've shared with you today, that dream analysis can be a very interesting piece in incorporating your whole self. What's going on on that unconscious level and or the, the subconscious level and what's going on consciously in your waking life. 
So here is to having sweet dreams and engaging in your own sense of self-awareness and dream exploration. Thanks so much for tuning in to the three owls today. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or consider giving a rating, especially on Apple podcasts so that more people can find the three owls and tune in as well. Also feel free to follow me on Instagram at Rachel and dine counseling for daily motivation and to request certain topics you want to hear more about. Here's hoping that you live, learn and love to the fullest.